What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to Powered by Primus. And in today's Primus's podcast, this is going to be episode four. And in this week, we're going to be talking with the team. We're going to be going over and discussing our top five characters and battle cards revealed thus far. If you guys are curious, this is March 15th at the time of the recording. And then we're going to make our way back to the Hall of Records on Icon with Wes for another lore transmission. And then we're going to be wrapping up part two of our discussion from last week where you're talking about female Transformers in the media and how they got into the game. And then we're also going to be doing a giveaway with today's episode. And then lastly, we are going to be uh, talking about a few different things coming out with the channel and on the website. And then we are also going to be talking about what we currently are playing or going to be playing here in Denver. So I will also add all those timestamps down in the description box below if you guys do want to go back and forth as far as what you want to listen to first, although I highly recommend you guys just start at the beginning and work your way through. So, all right, so today I'm going to be sitting down with Wes and Kevin again. You guys did get to get some introductions from them last week. However, this week we do have Mike who's going to be sitting in with us, so we are going to have to knight him, and in order for us to do so, he has to tell us how he ended up getting his love for Transformers, so let us know. Well, first off, hi guys, this is Michael here. Um... <clears throat> So we're going to try and keep this as short and sweet as possible. Basically, when I was four is when I was introduced to Transformers as a mythos. Um, Mom, dad bought the toys for me, instantly hooked. I've been a Transformers slash giant robot fan ever since, but Transformers is my primary love. I love the lore. I love the mythos. Autobots versus Decepticons. Just amazing stuff. It's awesome. All that. Who's your favorite character? I can't pick. It, it, it just there are too many. Manosaur. Manosaur <laughs> is on a top list, and I'm sure as many of you have, if you've seen the videos, me and Stentacons, the rough, oh, the rough. No, your guys' relationships are in a really good it's, spot. It's, it's just Manosaur's. Manosaur's terrible. Be the hour-long match of uh, hitting <laughs> each other back and forth for like he's one terrible. damage. <laughs> he's terrible. Uh, no, I will say that combiners as a group if you want to try and condense it as much those are my favorite characters well, just you, you, have, you have bots that can transform into stuff and then they can combine to make something bigger stuff yeah that's, exactly that's, that's just how's that not cool right that's just really cool all right so before we get into our top five we are going to start with wes on this but i do want to give a huge shout out to all of our patrons huge thank you to all of you guys just because of everything you guys do for us showing us that little bit of additional support where you're able to get these mics get the podcast going which i know is a huge conversation a lot of people wanted so again a big thank you to you guys now if you guys want to become a part of that team you guys can head over to patreon.com backslash powered by primus you guys can check out all the things that you guys can additionally do for us as well as get some sweet rewards in the process so with that, Wes, go ahead and start us off with your characters. So uh, the top characters that I'm looking most forward to at the moment, um, starting off Fortress Maximus. Boom. Uh, he looks awesome. We've we've played around with him a little bit in proxy matches, and I think I think they knocked it out of the ballpark with him. I think he is. Um, really I, I could be good. wrong, but so far he's seemed pretty strong. Uh, secondly, I'm a big fan of Whirl. Yep. I think he looks a lot of fun. Um, the jury's out on whether he may be super competitive, but I think he you can build some really fun decks around him. I think he's going to fall into that, uh, potentially fall into that, like where he's always going to be a fun character to mess around with. Yeah. Um, I don't think his stratagem is going to get much play until mm, we get more helicopters. Yeah. But... I do like that that is open for in the future. I agree. I do like that. 
Um, next up, uh, Braun being introduced to the game made me super happy. Uh, uh, again, we've played with him a little bit. I've, I saw him in action in our local tournament last night, and you know, because we're doing some proxy work, and uh, he's a little workhorse uh, for five stars. What he can do is, is seems pretty uh, pretty decent. Um, Night Racer. No, no, is that, is that? I know we've had a lot of conversation about how to officially pronounce her name. So if you are I, listening, I, I do know. officially. So the way Transformers have been named in the past, and based on what her her bio is, Night Racer is a gunner. She is an actual highly skilled uh, weapons officer for the Decepticons. That's why she's going all John Wick in the art. Yeah, and so the thing about it is, is that. Because there's never been any media that has ever said her name aloud. Right, right. Uh, be, and, you know, her name could be construed as either Night Racer or even Night Tracer. Because, you know, take Air Razor from uh, Beast Wars, mm -hmm. the way her name was spelled, it's not A I R, new word, R A Z O R, it's A R A Z O R. So is she I Razor? Uh, Air Azor. Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. so the the way it, you know, uh, I've been I've been calling her Night Tracer for a long time just because I think that name sounds cooler because she's a gunner and you have tracer rounds and all that kind of stuff. But I think the collective the collective has officially fallen on Night Racer, and I'm okay with that, and I will call her that. But I'll still probably always default back to Night Tracer every now and then. The good news is, even if you get it wrong, no one can really correct you. So, <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, you know, Hasbro can well, uh, Yeah, Hasbro, yes. Um, so, and if the Transformers team is calling her Night Racer, then that's different. Like, story. in, in mm -hmm. you know, but I haven't heard them say her name yet. So, nope. nope. Uh, personally, I right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so, uh, and then last but not least, Trax. Um, he's my next, like, I'm really looking forward to. And the reason why, again, Trax was always one of my favorite characters from the cartoon. Um, I always liked the fact that, uh, you know, he was just this vain uh, Autobot who was like, hey, what are you doing? Stop scruffing my paint. <laughs> I always found that entertaining. Uh, and just, they, I think they've done a good job. He's a great, for his star cost, I think as a nine-star character, he's really solid. I am still not sold on him as a plane yet with his stratagem. Okay. Because he's ten stars, and we've seen a lot when he's a when he's a when you use a strategy, he becomes ten stars. And well, there's been other ten star planes. There's a ten star plane on my list for today too. So, so. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't know um, if I'm quite yet sold on him yet. But I'm uh, looking forward to playing with him, testing him out, and seeing how it all shakes down with that. So those are my top five characters that I'm most currently looking forward to. That might change in the next week or so when we get the reveals of the last remaining characters. Yep. But as of now, those That's are my faves. All right, Kevin, who's your top five for characters? Um, kind of like Wes, um, I'm really looking forward to Whirl. Um, he's just one of my favorite characters. Um, he just looks super cool. He's a, I mean, he's not a triple changer here, but he has the turns into the helicopter, his normal robot mode, and he has like a little like all terrain, not all terrain, but uh, like a like a bastion from like. Overwatch. It's like uh, a little, okay, he's a little like yeah, gunner yeah. thing. I get it. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, looking forward to Braun. I think most of us are. He's a little tough guy. Um, really looking forward to uh, Bludgeon. 
Uh, I think he's a, just a cool character, a samurai tank guy. All right, uh, yep. Wolfwire. <clears throat> who's who's the other one? Uh, Wolfwire. Wolfwire. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's the one you get the you get a free green pip card stuff swapping it out. Yeah, everyone's gonna be putting him with airstrike patrol yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean being able to just draw two and then be able to just get a free one after swinging. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, I think he's be pretty good. Especially with the new weapon that we saw revealed the other day for range characters to get that plus four potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To be able to use that one back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of brutal. <laughs> then. Currently, the one I'm looking forward to the most is Nautica. Just, I like, I love her as a character, and uh, just like she's will be good, in a, great in a blue shell. Was... Yeah, I know she's a boat, but she's gonna be a tank boat. Like yeah. she's gonna take so much to get through. It's it's crazy. Her defense is gonna be nuts. Her ability is just solid. It, it's super good. I just hope <clears throat> that the uh, first tribal boat card is I'm on a boat. <laughs> like that's the title of it. Yeah, hope it's a little character, a yeah. little T Pain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that'd be funny. I hope it's I want to touch the boat. <laughs> I'm gonna go touch the boat. <laughs> that'd be a good one. All right, let's jump over to your top five. All right, sounds good. Um, so I so far this one has been on the previous two. Braun. Yep. Um. I like the fact that he he just seems like a fun character to play in general. I like the multicolor aspect to him, the interesting mechanic they got playing with him. Again, Bronze just a fun character in general, and uh, he's a five star truck, which is for his stats and what he does is just super solid. So Get him in cargo trailers. I'm excited to play him. <laughs> cargo trailer, uh, just anything with yeah. trucks really. Uh, next one on my list is Windsweeper. Uh, it's about time we got some pretty nutty plain uh, help and support, and I think he does that in spades. He is scary good, um, but I don't think too OP. No, the thing that they put him at 10 stars avoids a 4 wide, which mm-hmm. I think is extremely relevant because I think you almost immediately pair him with uh, Slipstream, yeah. and then your last character is kind of whatever. But I mean, to be able to like... Essentially, one he's shall stand just your opponent. So and good. It, oh my god, he's gonna do so much. He's, he's really good. So much. Um, the other character that I actually really liked was Autobot Gears. His upgrade manipulation, just in general, his alt mode, which allows to move a, a, an upgrade from one character to another. So if you're trying to swing at a guy with a force field, you're like, no, go ahead and move that to another character. Just move it over there, and I'm gonna hit you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And then flipping to bot mode. Basically does return it. Basically returns it to your hand, which I think is what Inferno yeah. did. Yeah. But Gears does it for cheaper. Oh yeah. He's less stars. The, uh, Gears does one upgrade where Inferno did all. That's upgrades. right. That's right. So that so that's the. Difference. But I mean, it's still really good because it's just like yeah, that upgrade right there. Don't like it. You can go ahead and put that back in your hand. It, well, it's also really good for if anyone has Brave or Stealth equipped. Right. You can move it to just, the character you want to hit. That could be really good too. Right over there. Um, next one up. Uh, my last two. Again, combiners because I love them. Uh, first one, Sky Shadow. Uh, Sky Shadow just looks really cool. Uh, he could be an interesting character. I like how his tank has tough too. His plane has bolt too. The only thing I'm not sold on him is that you have to have the stratagem to combine. I get it so that he's not too OP. Um, it kind of balances him out, but well, it's required, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. I will say, though, as a mechanic, they made his mechanic for com- combination a bit easier and more fluidic fluid than like the other two-step combiners or three-step combiners i will agree with that you know Mm -hmm. if you take 
um, you know, Skytread. I mean, but he has a very similar mechanic to Skytread. One of them's got to get KO'd, mm-hmm. you know, for you to combine, but you don't lose your hand. Right. Uh, you, I mean, you don't, you lose your hand as Skytread. It's still there. You just slowly get it back. Right. Um, Omega Supreme, you have, it, it's wholly dependent on your, on your uh, opponent, opponent cycling their deck. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think his is you KO one of them and you then combine uh, with no additional requirements, like, requirements or yeah. caveats to it. I actually like that a lot. The, the other part that I like is that keeping it to the stratagem means you can play the characters in other teams and not have to worry about them having higher star costs. Like, they're what, both seven, eight? They're both seven, and with the stratagem, yes. so, so, so he's 15. Right. Total. So you can put them in other teams. Like, if you want to run a tank deck, you can still put him in a tank deck and have tough to tank on board and not have to worry about it being eight stars because they were trying to make him 16 total or whatever. Yeah. So it does help out a little bit. Strong arguments but. for the stratagem, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Strong arguments there. I can't, I can't argue. Mm-hmm. I can't argue. But. Uh, and then last uh, on my list, and again, another combiner, is Tidal Wave. I know he's a promo card, but dear God... Pitter patter my heart. Yeah. <laughs> the fact I, I, that you can put tidal wave. <laughs> tidal wave. I love it. I love it. Um, the fact that two, I mean, two of those guys, you put really a four-star character Sorry. underneath them, plane, truck, car, tanker, helicopter. I know that one of them is specific to one, and the other one is specific to the others. Yeah. But the fact that you just put them under, and then they automatically deploy as you're playing, is really good. And then tidal wave as a character just seems. Super solid as a combiner, and I'm actually really excited to play him. Just as a character, he's super, he's super cool. Character. Dude, I love t- Tidal Wave was amazing. I mean, in the Amarta series. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's a, that I thought was really interesting. I mean, Drew did mention they got special dispensation mm-hmm. to be able to use him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which leads me to believe that they probably have the ability to go back and probably ask for other of those unique characters that we might see from. Like we saw in the Unicron trilogy, or uh, maybe even some of the Japanese characters. I mean, I know a lot of people on the message board continually like to talk about God Jinrai, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think we'll ever see him in the game, um, <laughs> yeah. except maybe as a as a promo or an Energon Invitational <laughs> character of the creation, box yeah. or maybe a, yeah, Malaysian <laughs> box topper. Right. Maybe I don't know. I just don't. I I just. Uh, but because they were able to go pull a character from something that they're not normally allowed to pull from, gives me hope that you know some of those more esoteric characters will see yeah. them see themselves into the game at some point. And just uh, just a little fun bit here before we move on. Um, I don't know if anybody ever played the Transformers, and it was just straight Transformers game on PS2. It was lo- it was based in the Amarta universe, but Tidal Wave had an amazing level slash boss fight in that game and it was a lot of fun just throwing that out there until youtube that i did not play that one so yeah I you're, played actually, it, you're playing through ago. on a boat you're playing nice. through on the top of this boat yeah when you get to the very end the boat transforms into tidal wave and then it's a boss fight it's, <laughs> and then it's a boss fight and it's like oh well that was kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun that was unexpected that's pretty awesome all right so my top five i have braun as well i do think it's funny that he was on all four Everyone of our lists this. Yep. Uh, I think just the ability to get all those different colors for defense and, like, the other really big one is that turn one, he gets in for damage. 
I think is really relevant because he gets pierced. Pierce, yep. So you can hit anybody you want and you're guaranteed damage off the beginning of the game rather than having to like waste a swing to start. He just gets in, which is super relevant. And grapple, you might be able to get a new partner for grapple. Because why hey, not? You never know. <clears throat> like grapple needs a stratagem. I agree. I agree. But Braun might be enough to make him have maybe that later game when he gets better. Maybe he can maybe. last longer. I don't know. Probably not. But uh, next one I do have is Windsweeper as well. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but being able to just move all that direct damage and then transforming and doing more and just, uh, it's going to be disgusting. So that character is going to be a monster of a powerhouse. And then the next one I have is Brainstorm. I'm actually, I'm a big upgrade guy. I like to sneak a lot of upgrades into play. And <coughs> I think Brainstorm is really good. Not to mention, I think Brainstorm is going to be awesome with Dreadwing. There are so many upgrades already in that deck with trying to get stuff out, and Brainstorm is just going to totally be able to sneak so many cards into play on your opponent. It's going to mm -hmm. be amazing. Multi-missile pod might actually become viable. Yeah, and they're both planes. Yep, <laughs> yep. Because yep. that's not scary at all, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you just get to transform and then look at the top of the deck and play an upgrade. Great. And then, okay, let me go ahead and swing. Oh, I have Metal Detector. Okay, cool, free upgrade, thanks. Like... It's going to be awesome. It's going to be gross. I'm super, super excited. Uh, next character I do have is Sky Shadow as well. <laughs> Talked about it. I think that there's a lot of really good things there. His damage output and being able to just do three, do an Autobot when you transform, I think is ridiculously good. Although I dislike that you have to have the one specific head that gives Pierce four. I don't like that, but I understand it. So, it, it, like, if you could swap and choose any head to put on here, I think he'd be pretty broken. So oh, I do yeah. agree, like... The Pierce 4 is probably one of the least scary heads to have on him. So, Well, swap heads exists. Right, right, right. you got to run that I specifically. Mean, you, you I, do, I yeah. do agree. And then the last one is from uh, Wreck and Rule, and that is going to be Roadbuster. I think Roadbuster is really awesome. Uh, I love the fact he's a leader. Play a weapon, deal damage, play armors, repair, like attack drones, extra paddings, all of those just become... I mean, just imagine playing three extra paddings and then repairing three. Sounds yeah. pretty good to me. He was definitely he's definitely an honorable honorable mention for me. Yeah, I uh, just insanely good character. Him being a classic character too from just wave one, Gen one, like it's just really cool that he's in the game. Yeah, 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 solid. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right, battle cards. Oh, uh, this is a much harder category. Are we including stratagems in the battle cards? Yeah, you can. I, I also think this. that I don't think these are really like in any specific order. These are just like our five. Like you know, they're not. It's not from five to one. No, no, fair enough. Yeah. Well, definitely uh, number one and number two coming in: Master Sword and Ghost Shield. Yeah. Holy cow, those <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. Uh, seeing them with just some of the proxy play we've been doing, just kind of. Split, you know, peppering them into decks and seeing how those play out. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, per, per, like permanent grenade launcher. Um, <clears throat> it's oh, uh, Pelarazo, Paralyzo box. Okay, uh, is another one of my uh, top five. It's a really good currently. One. Um, I think uh, Kevin Allen on the the main Facebook group made a very good point. You know, it's going to be a card that I think is going to start potentially. Forcing away from mono-colored decks mm -hmm. because that becomes a super weapon against a mono-colored deck. Yep. Because it's like, well, I know you're going to flip an orange, or I know you're going to flip a blue. Oh, look, I'm getting plus four. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think he makes a very valid point. I think it's going to help, hopefully, 
steer uh, some things into uh, different uh, different uh, different pip styles. Uh, I, I really would like to see the game pull away from like just like the predominantly monocolored decks that we build because we build blue shells or we build orange shells. We don't build a lot of mixed shells. We mm-hmm. do build. I mean, we have seen uh, you know you know dual pip shells like you know orange black shells and things like that. Uh, really, I'm looking forward to seeing some blue black shells. Blue black. Uh, there's right now not a, there's not enough cards for blue black shell in the current game. You can do it. It's just not as um, effective. It's it's not as whereas orange black you can do a very effective orange black shell deck. Whereas right now you are still lacking a number of cards to do an effective blue black shell. We're getting there though. There's some new cards coming out in the new set that will make that happen. They're on my list so. <laughs> um, belligerence. I'm kind of looking forward to. I'm scared of that card. Uh, that's, that's, I am so afraid of that's that. That's on my list. That's going to be one of those cards that, you know, those blue shell decks that we like to build are going to become... <laughs> no. They're going to become tougher. <laughs> yeah. Because I, when, I throw that blue, when I throw that blue shell guy down and I'm going to be like, oh, look, now they're all orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, it just it farts, on, it farts on blue shells. The, the other really cool part is that like it's kind of a backwards card. Most of the stuff that they build that has bold is usually follows with blue pips. So like even Power Sword and some of those other ones are like Handheld Blaster. Like Belligerence makes <coughs> those cards better. Yeah, because right. you're like now I have bold. Oh, by the way, like here's two blues, but they're now two oranges. I can't, like, you know, I can't wait insane. to run a blue shell Nemesis Prime deck. Right. With power swords and belligerence. Yeah, like that. You know, it, that that's that's going to be a lot of fun. It is so <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, well, and also, like, even, like, it just not only giving you an attack bonus when you need it, if you're playing heavy blue versus heavy blue, and, like, your opponent's got tough three and you're like, I don't care anymore, great, because every blue you flip is now an orange. So right. now you're just taking a bunch of freaking damage. You're just damage. taking damage. That, it, that's insane. Yeah, blue, yeah. Insane. Yep. And then, uh, uh, last one for me is, uh, uh, tribal melee hand to hand combat. Yep, I think that's going to be a which uh, one was that one with awesome art prime. It's punching. With prime punching somebody, and if it's so, it's a it's a uh, blue pip with the melee uh, tribal on it, mm-hmm. and it gives plus three attack to a character that has no weapons, and it forces the. Uh, yeah, the uh, defender to, to scrap, scrap all the weapons. weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, it's so so it's good. sabotage armaments. You know, on with attack, leap yeah. into battle. Yes. with leap into battle. <laughs> it's, it's so good. <laughs> so, so, good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that one too. So those are my five. Yeah, yeah. The the one thing I don't like about that card is that it scraps all of the weapons. Mm-hmm. I think it might make it too strong in certain situations. I wish it was just like scrap a weapon. Like I yeah, but it's only all the weapons on the defender. Right, right. right. So it's, it's not. I mean, <clears throat> the only person that it affects more than anyone else. General Megatron. <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, General Megatron. But, but I, I mean, uh, how often were we playing him really you know, anyway? The, you know, Predaking. Raise his hand. <laughs> I mean, Predaking gets kind of Predaking really wrecked, wrecked by that. Oh, Hardcore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dreadwing. J- you know, jam signals. Yeah, Dreadwing. It's going to have some I'm going to have spare on. parts. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I can't imagine brainstorming playing that, getting rid of the defender's upgrades, and then playing the sabotage armaments for the next person to attack you and just be like... That would too. <laughs> that would be like, yeah. like, oh my lord. So gross. Yeah. Take Ca- that. Ca- Captain Starscream might be getting a lot more play. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, imagine like if you could pull that off enough, like you have him in the right mode, and probably even like a four wide with the airstrike patrols because he's, he's at twelve stars. You play that even if you're not getting the blue battle icon, you're still getting the plus three. You're breaking the defender stuff, and then they're taking two off Captain Starscream or something. Like yeah. that's that's pretty gross. Kevin, my turn. You're, 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 you're. <laughs> uh, so like Wes, uh, Ghost Shield's probably like one of my favorites. At, just because I usually lean towards like the armor and blue type decks, I think Ghost is gonna be amazing. Uh, also, uh, Prelizzle Box it has yep. Whirl on it, so that's why I'm most excited for that. But just a great card overall. Um, Last Stand, I'm really looking forward to. For, like this little Last Stand is <laughs> solid. Yeah. So me and Sam were theory crafting. I saw the meme yesterday. We were theory crafting, and in a perfect magical Christmas land, we figure out a way to give old school uh, gives Wave One Cup 19 attack. That's it? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, before Lord. flips, and he'll just murder everyone. Wow. Now, granted... Well, because well, you're talking about the stratagem, which allows you to attack again, right? Correct. Oh, that's dirty. So, in, in Magical Christmas Land... <laughs> that's dirty. Uh, and then in Last Stand is part of that Magical Christmas Land, is that we uh, we basically turn Cup into the Terminator, and he terminates <laughs> your opponent's team, and then dies. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, that's hey, it doesn't it. work until in a turn, right? So it stays. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah we're going to have quite a bit of more combo things coming out yeah. with this new wave for sure. That, There's that, a lot. Like I said, that's magical Christmas land cup, but it's going to happen. I still lean on Volcanicus, so we're going to have it happen <laughs> once. You, you guys can have your cup deck. I'll have my Volcanicus. It's like my sunstorm hitting for 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have it happen once. It'll yep. happen in one game yep. once. It just and needs to be on camera. Everything will be vindicated. Yep. <laughs> Uh, another card, uh, Reflect Damage, the secret action. Uh, we, yeah, our, that's good. Not just our area, but the meta plays a lot of direct damage. And, um, you just can't play that against my uh, Windsweeper. It's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also getting the, um, uh, you know, uh, overwhelming advantages, seeing a lot more play. Yeah. There's more overwhelming advantage decks. Yeah. If they overwhelming advantage, you're like... <laughs> yeah. now, dude, now, your guy takes 30? Nope, your guy takes 30. Now, with that one, do you get to choose who takes the damage off of Summer uh, Planet? Because my question is, what if someone goes to play one shall stand? The secret action, uh, reveal if one of your characters would take non-attack damage from an opponent's card. When revealed, instead do that much non-attack damage to an enemy. So if someone so you, goes to play one shall stand, you could just straight deal six to them. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is so good. It's like, I take three, two, you take three. No, your dude that just took three takes another three. Have, wow. There you go. I think that would be, be a good card. Wow. Then uh, my, The card I'm looking forward to most, again, because I'm playing blue, is uh, Concealing Contrails. Uh, that's the one if you're flipping. Um, if every black you flip, it's a seat action. If every black you flip on defense, you get, get to... Defense. Extra, extra defense with it, yeah. Yep. 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 It's going to make the, again, it's one of those cards that's going to heavily support blue black. Blue black shell. Yes. Yep. Making it yeah, I think, more I think, viable. I think blue black planes is probably one of the first things gonna, I'm going to explore with Wind Sweep and uh, Slipstream. And then that card alone, like, I, it's, yeah, it's a great start. Great yeah. story. Yeah. Great start. All right, Michael, who's your, what are your five battle cards? All right. Um, a lot of these have already been touched upon. So first off, uh, Belligerence. Mm -hmm. yep. <clears throat> I think it's a great card. <clears throat> I, for, I My thing is for Battle Masters, it just seems like, okay, I'm going to give you guy, give my guy plus five attack, and then it KOs, and then it becomes a weapon. Awesome. Oh, you're talking about Last Stand. Last Stand. The Last Stand. Yeah, That's last time. Last Stand. I'm sorry. Yeah, you get plus um, five, and then but, end of turn, KO it. And then Belligerence goes from oh, blue to uh, orange. Yep. Yeah, but... Uh, Sorry, guys. I confused you people. We're I apologize. Good. We got this. But yeah, um, Last Stand, 
uh, which plus five and then KO. I still think a piece through tyranny might be a little bit better just because it gives you an extra turn. But with Way One becoming a little harder, yeah, situation, and with I, with Way One becoming harder, ultimately to get, I, I think Last Stand is a great response to that, and the fact that it's also a black pip, so it yeah. gives you. I also really help think that it helps phase out Peace or Tyranny as mm-hmm. much as a card for your battle masters, just because like plus five, like you play that on a lionizer and then swing, like that's yeah. a crazy amount of damage. And, and then it goes then it away. Goes, and then it becomes a weapon. Just you're, all right. And then especially like in the situation where your opponent now has to waste their next turn responding to it automatically. Versus like KOing your character and then going, Okay, cool, I have a turn to wait. Like they have to have it right there. Yep. That's crazy. So yeah, last, uh, last stand, belligerence. Uh, now the next, this other one that I have on my mind is a little bit of a story, and I apologize, but uh, the last, <laughs> I'm gonna try and keep it quick, but I have to throw this out here because uh, not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before, I was playing uh, in the tournament, and I was proxying, uh, uh, I was playing against Wes, who was proxying, and he was using a card that legitimately scares me: <laughs> counter it's, it's espionage. On, yeah, it's on my list. It's a gross card. Should have been on my list. It's on my it's, list. It's 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 a, it's a, every card could be on the list. It's a scary yeah, it's, card. It's, it's a it's a green black. It basically uh, says uh, that you choose a card. Yeah, you name a card. Name, name a, a card. card. An action. It has to be an action or secret action. No. No. I know. Is name it a card? You just name, name a card. card. Yeah. And I then you get to look through your opponent's hand and, and, and their secret actions. Secret action. And then scrap all of them that have that same name. So yeah. that have that same name. All of them. Um, yeah. I was playing against Wes, who was proxying this card, and I was playing a combiner. And he <laughs> happened to play this no, when you, I had... You weren't playing a combiner, you were playing a 5-wide that I was didn't playing, combine. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was playing a 5-wide that couldn't combine. Because I had two enigmas in my hand, and this man was like, counter-espionage, predicon enigma. <laughs> Whack, whack. Whack, whack. Done. <laughs> Done. Rip classic <laughs> combiners. Rest in peace, classic combiners. To yeah. be fair, it was super rude. It was, oh, yeah. it was nasty. And, and to and, salt on the wound, wait, wait, Battlefield no. Legends. I, oh, yeah. you oh, dropped. Sorry. I, was, sorry. I didn't want to I, I didn't want to drop it because I don't want people no. to know. Oh, everyone's going to know, believe me. Well, I know they'll figure it out. But yes, um, he was running Battlefield Legend with this card. And you want to talk about just... Yeah. It, I never combined. Yeah. So, so, so um, let's, let's add scarier... Scenario to that. It's gross. When Battlefield Legend attacks and you get to reveal an action, you can play the action, and then if it's a green pip, you can then still pick it up. Yep. So you can actually swing Battlefield Legend, get a free counter espionage, and then get it in your hand, and then play it next. This turn. card legitimately <laughs> scares me. So um, well, that's just because you hate hand disruption. That's yeah. true, but to the absolute, it is so degree. good. It's true, I do. But to counter that, I do have a card on here that I really like called Intrusion Countermeasure Software. Basically, it's it's a secret action, and it says if a card would scrap your cards, flip it. It's like, nope, you don't get to scrap anything. Instead, I get to draw two. Yep. It is the only answer so far that I can see <laughs> to this card. And is it going to be fast enough against a Battlefield Legend combo? Probably not. Uh, but the fact that there is a potential answer to this card is nice. So what you're saying is I need to start playing Chrome Dome against you <laughs> and just KOing no, that card out, no. of your, out of your deck. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Michael's a plus three. Those the, every deck he makes from now on. Chrome Dome. Okay, I will never play again. Yeah. Um, I, he'd yeah. have an aneurysm. The first I time would. I did that first to him, time. he would have an aneurysm. I'd scoop and walk. <laughs> I'd just be like, nope, I'm done. Bye. Thanks for playing, everybody. Good game, good game. Uh, good game, good game. Um, again, uh, the other ones that were on here, uh, Master Sword, Ghost Shield. 
I I pair them up. Uh, great cards. Just really good. And then my number one, and yes, this is number one on my list, Orbital Strike. Cosmos being amazing. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> it's, ba- it's a stratagem, and it basically says that uh, instead of KOing 12 star or higher, it KOs 21, 21 or, or higher fewer. or fewer. Yeah, yeah 21 stars or fewer. Yeah. So instead of 12 stars or fewer, it's 21 stars or fewer. So Cosmos becomes a legitimate threat. threat. Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> and I am super excited to play him, and I cannot wait. That's how you kill Battlefield Legends. You use Cosmos. You know what? Silence, Nave. Well, I know, no, right? I can. Exactly. It's so good. Yeah. I, mean, I, hope I'm I just hear Battlefield Legend. I'm like, no, it's cross. Yeah. It's okay. Get, get, it's I mean, okay. Galaxy uh, Prime. Like, I love you, like, Kevin. Like, you know, Cosmos is going to be able to hit a lot of people. So Yeah, the only thing he's not going to be able to hit are Combiners, Titans. Well, Combiners when combined. Uh, yeah. Some Combiners. He can kill... Uh, he can kill... Sky Shadow. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, no one plays him, but... Uh, First Omega Supreme. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Not that that's in any way. You know, he could poor, do with a stratagem. Poor guy. He could do with a stratagem. Mm-hmm. You know what? That, that, you know, granted, it turns him into a 20-star character, but... Yeah. And, I, and, know, I, and I know someone... from this character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, would make him, it, it would make him legitimate anyway. Yeah. Um, my list is all the same as your guys' stuff. Master Swords, Ghosts, Armors, Counter Espionage. Um, however... Um, I do also have the Concealing Contrails, uh, that secret action we talked about that is the one where you fold by black on defense. It becomes essentially plus one defense. Love that one. And then I have, let me see if I don't mess up the name, Master of Metallicato. Yeah, Metallicato. Bam, said it right. That card's insane. Like, to potentially get plus five on an attack is insane. Like, that card is going to be legitimately super good. Not to mention the battle icons. I'm big fan, big fan of that card. Big fan. And that's going to go in my brawn deck, and that's going to go in the grapple deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that card's going to be really nice, like I said. I mean, even if you have someone who has bold and you're getting still plus three off of it, <coughs> I think it's still relevant, but I, to mm-hmm. be able to get up to plus five is crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. What's crazy is now we still have a fair number of stratagems yep. and a fair number of battle cards yet to be revealed. I know. Um, we are definitely, you know, uh, this set is really really shaping up to be a I mean every set changes the game you know but I think with the battle cards that they're introducing into this set there's some serious like changes you know in the way I think we build things and do things you know yeah maybe. and the, maybe. the the other really weird part about it and I don't want to go too much into the conversation because I think there's enough of it out there is that with there being no bigger events a lot of stuff that people are going to be playing is going to be more experimental and more fun rather than more mm-hmm. meta mm-hmm. because we don't have to be like, oh, we're going to have to go to Origins next week. We need to do this, this, and this and like jam, you know, try to go super try hard. So it, it'll change up the meta just even in the beginning when people start originally until stuff gets announced, you know. And I mean? hopefully we are going to have Agreed. big events. I agree. This, this year. I, I want to go to every one of them. So because you, you mean, you know. The world as it is, we hopefully they're not going to cancel too much stuff. Right. So. So with that, we move on to um, the next installment of Transmissions from IOCon, where I discuss uh, some entries into the lore facet of the game, as well as after that we'll talk a little bit about uh, you know the characters in the game that's that uh, deal with the subject. So. Um, 
this is part two of our last week, our last podcast discussion where we were talking about um, the inclusion of uh, female Transformers uh, to the common mythos of our favorite transforming robots. Uh, so, just side note, it's strange that uh, the GoBots actually included a female uh, character from Jump, and they came out a, a, roughly a year before the Transformers, uh, Crasher. Yep. Um, but let's be honest, they were the GoBots, and they're kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, Gra- yeah, you know, I can't deny that, but Crasher was a fun character. Well, yeah, but yeah, uh, but they, uh, they actually included one before... The before Transformers, before Transformers did. Yep. Uh, but uh, last week we kind of talked about some of the uh, just kind of you know the the thought processes that brought them in and where they kind of stood. And now I'm going to go a little bit into the actual lore aspect of that. So I'm going to talk about three specific things. I'm going to talk about Generation One, the cartoon series. I'm going to talk about the Marvel Comics series and the IDW series. There are a lot of other places I can cover, but then we'd be here for three hours. Right, right, right. So, um, so uh, lore-wise, so about 12 million years ago um, in, our, in our wonderful galaxy, the Quintessens, of course, uh, used and lived on the planet Cybertron, and they, it was a factory world for them where they were creating um, autonomic uh, robots uh, autoton- uh, that uh, – autonomic, that's a bad word – uh, automaton robots that had a little bit of a uh, you know uh, self self awareness as a slave labor force for military or labor purposes. Um, they created both male and female robotic life forms of that particular uh, of that particular brand. But uh, the Quintessens uh, were going to use them for various things uh, to sell across the universe. But a rebel at the time known as A three, later we would know him as Alpha Trion. And one of his, and his partner, known as Beta, a female Transformer, uh, helped uh, an uprising that drove the Quintessens away from Cybertron. During the next several million years, these Cybertronians lived during the Great Golden Age until the Great Civil War broke out. It was during this time that the last known female Autobots were thought to have perished when Alita One and her squad tried to reach the launching of the Ark, um, but they didn't make it. And Optimus Prime thought they were destroyed as the Ark rocketed away from Cybertron. Um, of course, that's retcon. Uh, it makes no sense with the original cartoon and all that. It just, it, you know, with the... Uh, just, uh, just, but, just ignore that bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, of course, uh, you know, that was said to be the last of the female Autobots. So, I asked the question, were there any female Decepticons? Because... Shockwave in that episode, in an episode that the, the female Autobots are introduced to the canon, says, "Ah, female Autobots! I thought they were extinct." So were there also female Decepticons? You know what? We don't know because they never address it mm-hmm. ever. Hmm. <laughs> um, but of course, uh, you know, at the time, this is the mid '80s. This was a boy's toy, and as I mentioned, Hasbro had no intention of having any female Transformers at the time. Um, and so in the cartoon series, they were depicted as an anomaly, called out, either thought to be like extinct or just never existed. You know, the 80s. So sensitive to everything. <laughs> so there's never mention of any, like I said, of the female Decepticons in the Generation cartoon at all. Although strangely, in the French language version of the 1986 movie, uh, Starscream and Scrapnel, 
um, are both voiced by women and given female pronouns. So I guess that technically makes Starscream the first Decepticon queen. Ooh. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Even Kevin's French. like, I don't know. They invented a sport to run away, so. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, so, of course, uh, lastly, in the episodes of season three, as well as the 86 movie of Generation One, we introduced to, uh, you know, RC in the 86 movie, Beta, who was an ancient Cybertronian along with Alpha Trion uh, in, the, in the episode that they're in. Chromia, Greenlight, Moo Racer, Lancer, and Alita One. Alita One has the most backstory as she's rebuilt from Orion Pax's girlfriend, Ariel. And she has a very special ability that Alpha Trion keeps saying, Do not use your special ability, Alita. It's too dangerous. And then the end's like, Use your special ability. And it's just like, What the? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, but her, you know, her ability was reflected very well in the card game, being able to transfer her life energy into others. Um, other than their first appearances in season two, we don't see any of the Lita One squad again in the entirety of the Transformers Generation One cartoon. We do meet Beta. She's a she's the crossbow slinging uh, uh, Daryl to Alpha Trion's Rick. Um, as uh, I mentioned earlier, she was in the season three, episode nine, or four, if you can't five faces of darkness as a single episode, some people do. Um, and of course, mainstay RC. Uh, the writer of the uh, 86 movie, Ron Friedman, was said in an interview about uh, script rewrites for the movie, uh, the big pushback that he got. And the biggest pushback he got from Hasbro was RC. Uh, they were like, what the heck? We don't, why is there a girl Transformer? And... He was like, well, my daughter likes Transformers, and if my daughter likes Transformers, other other girls like Transformers, so I'm putting a female Transformer in. Now, he was also asked, well, did you know there are other female Transformers? And he had no idea. <laughs> he was like, ah, we're just trying this out. <laughs> uh, so, but that, of course, kind of par for the course with 80s writing because they would hire script writers to write scripts for things, and there was no internet to connect these people. There was no forums or message boards. It was all sent in through mail and everything like that, so they would, you know... There was a big vacuum of information. So, uh, the really only other mention of female Cybertronians at all in Generation One is in the season three episode, uh, season three episode number twenty-one, "Fight or Flee," with the Paradon Medics that hail from the planet Paradon, which is a pacifist uh, Cybertronian uh, colony that left to escape the Great War. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all shared RC's body type. They all looked RC, but they were just green. Well, we we, we kind of had that with the Seekers, too, though, where they have the same... Well, true, frame. true, yeah. yeah. But in, in this, it was just... They literally just reused RC's, you know, thing again and just made them all green. Um, the only thing that differentiated them from RC... RC had these really tall, like, shoulder yeah. extensions. The Paradon Medics did not. So, RC had the power shoulders. The Paradon Medics did not. But, you know, it was the 80s. Less to color, less to animate. So, that's pretty much uh, the extent of... Um, female Transformers in the Generation 1 cartoon. Like, they were mostly non-existent. Uh, the most, the character that had the most screen time was RC uh, from the movie and through season 3. Uh, all the other characters literally got a episode. Uh, and that was it. Um, in the Marvel Comics, uh, moving on. Uh, so the Marvel Comics was the next big part of uh, uh, Transformers um, information and lore and things that we would get in the in the United States and also in the rest of the world. Uh, th- in the 80-issue run of the Marvel Comics in the U.S., there was never one female Cybertronian. Never. Not one. You never saw one. 
Sad day, everybody. Um, <laughs> womp womp. They did have a female presence, however. The Ark, uh, instead of Teletran 1 being their primary computer, um, they had a feminine AI known as Auntie. Uh, she was taken offline during the crash that brought the Transformers to Earth. She was brought back online by Huffer. And then ultimately, uh, her fate was determined in the UK run of the comic story. She kind of just kind of disappeared from the Marvel run. Like, she was there, and then she just kind of wasn't. Um, in the Marvel UK run, Auntie was taken offline by Megatron and then by Ravage. Megatron shot her, blew her up with his, you know, fusion cannon, and then Ravage... Errant missiled her, and that was it. Auntie was, <laughs> Auntie was out of the picture at that point. Womp womp. That's really killing the character. Off. Um, <laughs> so, uh, for those who don't know, um, in the Marvel UK line, um, written by um, Simon Furman, he, the Marvel UK line was unique and different from the Marvel US run because the way comics came out in the United Kingdom was instead of once a month, like they do in, in the US, they would come out every week. And so in order to, they couldn't break down a 22-page comic book into four parts because each installment in the UK was 11 pages. So what they would do is they would take a, an American, the American comic, break it down into two, into two issues, and then they'd do two additional UK stories. Hmm. And that's how, so that's, that's how, so the UK run was very different from the American run. And if you get a chance to actually like read any of the UK stuff, it was, some of it was pretty good. Some of it was a little weird. Some of it was pretty good, though. Uh, and we got a lot more fan favorite characters um, out of the Marvel UK line um, that were then brought into the regular con regular US continuity, per se, when Simon Furman started writing that comic as well. So, uh, But in an issue titled Prime Rib. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a feminist mob was formed by a group of human women who were really angered that the Transformers, the Autobots, had no females among their ranks. They didn't buy the Autobots' explanation that their species had no gender. And it was merely a coincidence that they were all males by human association. So, due to their persistent complaints and name-calling, the Autobots eventually yielded and built a female Transformer, R.C., uh, so RC appeared in the Marvel UK comics. Um, so once RC was completed, Optimus Prime presented her to the feminists, anxious for their judgment, summarizing their reactions. The feminists were greatly annoyed by RC's color, shape, and one of a kindness. Optimus Prime, <laughs> you just can't win. He was he was he was flabbergasted and ignorant of what had gotten them so angry at, in the first place after he'd given into their demands. But ultimately, the Decepticons show up and attack, and you know RC. You know, per, you know, avails herself fairly well in combat, and you know, it still doesn't quite make the feminists happy, but makes them happier. Yeah. But uh, but uh, Hot Rod trying to uh, aim at the fleeing shockwave collided with RC and ended up in a heap on the floor. And when the uh, feminists came back into the picture and smugly asked Hot Rod what his thoughts were on female warriors. Now that he had witnessed RC's potential, he uh, Hot Rod equally equally smugly replied that he was all for them, <laughs> and that infuriated the feminists more. And, and that is that is like legitimately where female Transformers showed up in the Marvel UK comic. That's where was RC being created to assuade 
feminists in at the time frame. I mean, way to go. Yeah, right. I mean, so that interesting prevailing attitude. So let you know, we're gonna jump forward quite a bit of years now. Um, I'm gonna skip over Beast Wars, Unicron trilogy, all those kind of things because that again, like I said, we'll be here all day. The next big, really lore thing that people really like are the ID is the 2005 IDW comic book series. Uh, it was primarily aimed at older readers, not younger people. Um, but this is where it gets really muddied and really complicated and really awkward. <laughs> um, so Simon Furman came back. He start. He was the main crux writer for the in, the relaunch of this 2005 IDW series. It is. N- it was not a continuation of the original Generation One comic series. It was a reboot. He had kind of done that with his Generation Two series, um, which eh, I don't know how I feel. Generation Two is kind of dumb. I, in my opinion. It's so unequivocally that. 90s. That's all I have to say about it. It's very true. It's very true. Unequivocally 90s. Anyway, um, he <laughs> originally said that he would not use female Transformers in the IDW continuity until he came up with a reason for them to exist that made logical sense to him. He never understood robots having gender. And to be fair... I can agree with that. That's yeah. an understandable... Especially an ancient alien race. You know, like... Yeah, I get yeah. it. Now, he did say he did, he never ruled it out. He just needed justification, like he did for the Pretenders, uh, because he did uh, he did bring the Pretenders in, f- actually fairly early into the uh, IDW uh, timeline in the uh, Stormbringer miniseries. Um, because the Pretenders were honestly one of the dumbest gimmicks they ever came up with in Transformers back in the day. You didn't like, like the one that was in the Bay movie? You know, don't get me started. <laughs> those, those movies don't exist. All right. Um... But the subject of sanitary gender first came to the foreground um, in the Spotlight RC comic book. It's a one-shot centered around RC where the character is presented to us as a product of, a, of the mad scientist Jihaxis, who is a, he's a Cybertronian geneticist for all intents and purposes. He uh, had forced and experimented on RC in a... Frankenstein attempt to create, uh, to introduce gender to the species, uh, a process that involved directly with tampering with RC's CNA or cyber nano algorithm. That's uh, um, uh, the experiment uh, didn't leave RC with the warmest of feelings towards Jahaxis, and when the scientists abandoned her, she began a vengeful rampage that cut a swath across the galaxy. So. The thing is, is this just didn't really sit well with a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of uh, just like what was it really saying about women? And, it sounds pretty and, and pretty also dark and kind of transgender women yeah. that are transgender or otherwise, because RC was a male character or you know the equivalency of a male character, and then was turned into a female character by and, force. by yeah, yeah by force and. Yeah. I mean, that, that never goes well. No, it, it's just, it's kind of, like I said, it's really, ugh. Yeah. Um, it, heebie-jeebies. Uh, of course, by 2012, uh, new writers came on board, and they had every intention of adding more female characters to the lineup, except in the first two years, uh, that never happened. Uh, plans were made, they were shelved, plans were made, they were shelved, and then finally, Hasbro debuted Windblade. So the writers made the choice of uh, uh, doubling the amount of female Transformers in the universe from 
two <laughs> to four. Yeah. Woo! So, so, so it's not like a massive amount, but it was it was a big amount. So we got Windblade uh, was added along with uh, Chromia and Nautica. Yeah. Kevin's favorites. Um, now, they were uh, female Transformers, members from the colony of Caminus, uh, were, and it was revealed that female and male Transformers lived peacefully together on this colony. Like, it wasn't like a a weird thing. It wasn't like a sex war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, as the series progressed and the other Titan colonies were revealed, it became apparent that Cybertron, that Cybertron was the only place really lacking in a healthy female population. Um, it's... It was minorly, uh, minorly retconned that Jihaxis was not just trying to experiment. He was actively trying to reintroduce the female Cybertronian to the species on Cybertron. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make the story any better. Right, right. It, you you know. know, all bad things start with good intentions, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, what if uh, really indeed anything separates the female Transformer from their male counterparts in the IDW universe is really not clear. Uh, Spotlight RC established that the male Transformers instinctively could sense a difference about RC and unconsciously used feminine pronouns when referring to her. Like, they didn't have to actively go, oh, you're a her? Oh, okay, we'll call you her. No, they just did. Um, and it's uh, really not clear if this is a byproduct of Jihaxis experimentation or just they just knew. It's yeah. just a natural thing. Um, in the More Than Meets the Eye uh, uh, offshoot, when Transformers became two series um, during, the, uh, during the IDW 2005 run, in issue 31, uh, it was initially described that Nautica had an Estraol positive spark type. Uh, now, that's the same name as a female hormone in humans. So James Roberts, the author, he changed it to ferrum positive in the trade paperback after deciding it was, ne it was unnecessary and potentially offensive to imply that female and male bots were fundamentally different. Because at the end of the day, they're not. They're just more female versus right. male. Right, right. Um... So, in other media, uh, the inclusion of female Transformers was usually always a thing. While outnumbered, there's usually at least one female in almost every batch of Transformers. If you go and look at all the different comic books, the different, uh, the different cartoons and things like that, that are outside of these places, usually you'd, you'll find a female Transformer in that if not one, but two. Usually an Autobot, usually a Decepticon. So, they're trying equally... Trying try to keep it equal. Trying to keep it equally. Uh, equally. So, like I said last week, now in the 2019 IDW Transformers series, female Transformers are just a regular part of canon and part of Cybertronian society. There are just as many women as there are men in the uh, in, in with these big robots. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, I know, like I said, I pass on a, long other, a lot of other series, but we can spend all day talking about them. So, now, like last week, we talked about the... Uh, the, Autobot. The Autobot characters. Let's talk about the Decepticons and our uh, and our uh, one Merc option. No, oh, uh, For the uh, that are in the game. So of course, so starting with the Decepticons, of course we have uh, Flame War. She was in Wave One, and she also has a Wave Three version of her of her card. Um, uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on Flame War Wave One? One of the best cards in the game. Yeah. Give yep. a tough one, everybody. Or uh, yep. Bold Great. one. Decent stats. 
yeah five, five, five stars, stars. Yeah. i mean she she was found in almost every single like heavy blue list for i don't even know how long and still in those lists right well, it's fun, well it's funny because i remember like i mean maybe this is just me because I, I sometimes i'm a little slower on the uptake but i do feel like it took a little bit of time i would say probably a week or two for people to really start to settle on flame war becoming a mainstay in pretty much every deck because slowly but surely people can realize, oh, tough one does make that much of a difference. <clears throat> Even though you don't think it does, it really did. Especially in wave one, wave two, before Pierce became as big as it is now. And even with Pierce, like having the tough, even just tough one, can make the difference between one health or not one health. Yeah, no, it's super relevant for sure. And like I said, and in, in, even in the bold, I mean, we definitely ran a really good mix list with her, and it was nice to be able to flip her and get that bold one too. You know, you can just completely turn it on, and it it was it was solid, solid stuff. Right, she's basically a staple in every blue deck. She's like so, I said, like so, she became a staple. She did. She became a staple in every blue deck. Yep. Now the next one we have on the list here is going to be Slipstream, whether it's the San Diego Comic Con version or the Enerdon Edition version. I think that she's amazing. Like I said, I'm going to be messing around with a lot with her with Wave Five. Being a plane, being a ranged, being able to move damage is ridiculously good. And then also, I'm, it's pretty rare to do the other side, but when you attack and flip three different battle icon colors, then you can get plus three attack. So I forgot she had another side. I know most people do. <laughs> <laughs> when it, I, was, I was playing her a lot with uh, Dreadwing. Yeah, so she's never going to Yeah. No, well, plus the other part about her is like you lose a dam or you lose an armor as well, which can be kind of relevant when it comes to it. And most of the time you're attacking with another plane, so you really don't want to flip her at all. Yeah. So, but uh, the good news is now that we do have the Energon Edition, the price on the original has dropped down. These new ones are available, so it's not so like impossible to get. Those, yeah. You know, it's, it's easier to get Slipstream in your hands than it yeah. used to be. Like, you, you know, instead of spending upwards of. 92 I saw her go for as high as 130 yeah on yeah. eBay yeah you know I mean you can she's she's down in a price range where it puts her in the like in the most of the super rares yeah. kind of 50 to 60 maybe 70 um so you can definitely get her in she was you know eight stars so she's got for her <laughs> stats she massive potential uh you know really good still very relevant yeah um and like I said, and if you haven't seen the Energon Edition version, the the original, the San Diego Comic Con one looks really nice, but that Energon Edition one looks really nice. Yeah, that's a solid card. And we got a specialist flame war now from Wave Three. Um, again, uh, stealth. Yeah, starting out with that stealth, and she's again reasonably statted for her her star cost because I think she's what uh, I think seven. she's seven or eight. Seven. I'm Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that puts her in a. Uh, <coughs> she's good, good. Good cost. She's got stealth in her uh, alt mode. Yep. Focus. And then focus. What? Two. Focus two. The which focus is, which is be really, really relevant, especially yeah. if people playing the uh, the black, mm -hmm. like blue yeah. black. Yeah, like blue black mix lists even like to be able to get those bad colors out of the way and it's uh, it's pretty nice stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's got. Uh, I think her art's pretty spectacular too. Definitely agree. Um, on uh, and that, so um, the thing is, though, I haven't really seen her played much. Uh, maybe if you're, you know, I've seen her in motor the motorcycle decks where they run RC, they run 
Chromia, mm-hmm. they run both Flame Wars. Yeah. I, I know Sam was running uh, her in a four-wide orange-black deck last week, two weeks ago, and uh, the stealth is was super annoying, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah super annoying. Um, but yeah, so hopefully maybe we'll see some more, you know, she might see some more play. I mean, her star cost is is makes her kind of poised to put her in a decent spot mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To, to fill, to you know, to kind of fill a gap, so... Um, and then moving on, we have Raider Nova Storm from Wave Four. Black. We know all about her. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her at uh, Energon Invitational. Yeah, no, really good. I mean, just being able to have a black battle icon upgrade in there to be able to just turn on the Pierce was really nice. And then being able to transform and move damage over as long as you had a you know that same upgrade attached is was really nice. And there's now with this new wave a lot more black battle icon upgrades, so you're gonna have way more of a list of cards to to dig through whereas like right now I think there was only like three decent options whereas now we're going to have like nine right so she's going to be super good and then again like you know I'm just going to say that star count she fits really nice in there with windsweeper and uh, slipstream yep real nice <laughs> seven <laughs> stars she's a, she's got solid solid overall stats I mean yep. yeah and with the amount of additional black uh, yep. upgrades and whatnot we're getting it's just going to make her I think stronger um and now, uh, uh, st- sticking with the Decepticons, Wave 5, we get Night Racer. Oh, yep. Tracer. Hush now. <laughs> Hush now. Again, we, we, we know there, there's, there, there's no corrections there. But yeah, whenever you... Uh, <laughs> while, while, while you're in alt mode, if you do have a secret action face up or face down, you get access to tough one. So essentially you're going to be able to have Flame Wars ability without really having to transform, which is nice. And then uh, if you're in the other mode and you play a secret action face up or face down, then you do get bold one. So, Yeah, I have been, I have been playing with her in proxy mode, and she's pretty stupid. Yeah. Her and Flame War together... Um, is can be kind of disgusting. I had tough two and play a secret action like hidden fortifications. Now you have tough five. Yeah, <laughs> come it, at me, bro. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> one it's, it's, one me. <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna be and with the proliferation of a new set, more secret actions that you want to play. It's just gonna make her. Yep. a stronger character the the health difference i also think makes a difference as yes. well like that one is relevant the other thing is car so you know if you are going for like a blue car deck i think there's potential there and <laughs> be able to get untaps can be relevant and then lastly ranged because yeah. yeah and she's ranged on both sides so icing on the cake like yeah. to be able to like this is the one thing that flame War didn't have in those blue shells is like you can get access to field communicator but beyond that, your limitations for her being a specialist was really low, whereas now you're like, oh, cool, I can just add marksmanship, and it's actually relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Javelins. Javelins. Javelins, marksmanship, yeah. armor hovercrafts. hovercrafts. There is – there's a lot of potential there, so. Yeah. Insane. Um, it's the – Paralyzo box yep. because she's ranged herself. I, I after after seeing all the current super rares, I think she will be the most sought out of them so far. For sure. I agree. I, I think sure. she's gonna be most sought out. She's probably gonna tap cost. She will be a staple. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She will be the new flame war. Well, I mean, like even pairing the two together, like even in the Galaxy Prime deck, like. Uh, you know, everyone was going for the tough two plane, which I think has some relevance in some way, shape, and form, but it's also because it was ranged. Well, you're still being able to keep tough one, essentially, so you're only losing one tough. You're gaining more health and still keeping range. Like, 
Then she has a stratagem too. You get two star uh, secret actions, right? Yeah. 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 Which I'd imagine we're going to see more of soon with the spoilers because yeah. currently there's only two. So, you know. Although I did think about putting her in a heavy orange deck and running those, the, even the scores. The scores. Star battle cards? Say what? The star battle cards? Yeah. For secret actions. There's oh, only yeah. two. Yeah, it had to be secret actions. Yeah. So there's yeah. only two star secret actions. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, yeah, run her in a heavy orange list. Cars, even again, you want to keep it on that route. You get the range package still. You can go ahead and get bold one off of secret actions, play even the score, someone goes to Crusher, and then you're like, oh, okay, well then you just take five. And she's yeah. actually a good uh, she's a good new pairing for runabout and runabuck. Yeah. As a Decepticon Cause cars both list, because they're both tens, and then she's five. Yep, that's I true. I mean, that, that you can know, be really good. That actually, I think that's better than like uh, Roadhugger. Yeah. Um, yeah. By far. By far. Um, and then, of course, uh, so that, I mean, and that pretty much wraps up the female Decepticons that are in the game. That That's. It's a very small list, but we have one female uh, Transformer that we haven't talked about in terms of the game, and that is the Wave 4 promo Nightbird. Look at that. Look, look. Did you see the app? Look at that. I poke on it, and then it oh, oh, now we got Prime. Now we're going to Megatron. Okay, now we're, we're good. Oh, back to Megatron. The, the app still has some. Oh, now we're in Ironhide. Yeah, the app has some, some, some bugs still. So, of course, uh, so Nightbird as a promo, I was great the fact that she was a promo. I love it. Uh, you know, because she was the, you know, she's a mercenary, you know, and they introduced the mercenaries in Wave 4. I thought that was really cool. Uh, she's seven stars. Mm -hmm. I think she's too expensive. For after playing with her as much as we have, I agree. Or she needs one armor. Yeah, I'd have been okay with that too. One armor. I, I think if fine. she had, yeah, one armor on both sides, yep. bot mode and uh, alt mode, because yep. she's zero armor in alt mode, and her alt mode ability is pretty saucy. You know, oh, I agree. Yeah, you, you know, your opponent plays an action; they Take one of their damage. characters takes a damage. Yeah. That's pretty solid. It makes you know, and you don't have to transform to even be set up for it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but she is so easy to kill. Yeah, I mean, like um, you're talking two hits max. Yeah. She, she'll maybe survive one, but the second hit, she's not making it out. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I think so. if she was six stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In her current, if like in her current iteration, if she was six stars, she'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, because then she'd take advantage of things like new orders. She could be. Yeah, you could do a uh, lot more with that. You do a lot more with her at six stars. I just think that there's no, you know, other than casual fun stuff right now. I don't think there's much, not a lot of places for. Her. No, I think she's going to end up fitting more into combo-style decks in the future where, like, that one damage can be relevant. Or, like, if some of these decks still consider to, you know, keep coming out with these heavy actions over and over and over, she is going to be a good card to throw out there as a sideboard option. Definitely. So. Her bounty is pretty solid. I love Being able to rifle through your opponent's scrap right. and play an action out of their scrap, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've done it once or twice, and it was fun. I yeah. pulled it off. I played a pretty nasty... Played a pretty nasty action out of there. It was pretty good. Yep. I don't remember. Yeah. No. Well, and also like your opponent probably. can't stop it either, right? So if you're gonna get that bounty, like they're just like, oh well, this is in my scrap pile, so I guess it's just happening, you know? Yeah. And they're like, yep, cool, thanks. I'll just take that. So I think what happened. I think how I did, how I played it, is uh, I was able to KO a character, and then I rifled through, and I think they had like a plasma burst or yeah, something. Yeah, that it, did was, it, was, it was a double KO. And I was able to KO another character, and it was just like, all right. Yep. Here we go. Whack. So that wraps up our uh, discussion on female Transformers in Transformers the game and sure does. Transformers lore. 
All right, so the next thing we're gonna talk about here is our giveaway as well as some other stuff coming to the website. If you guys do wanna get in on the giveaway, the only thing we're gonna make you guys do is go down to the comment section below if you are listening to this on YouTube. And I guess if you're listening to it on our new platform, we'll have to figure out a way to do something like that. Uh, you guys can also tweet at us. We're gonna talk about that here in a second as well. But you guys give us your favorite character coming out with Wave 5 and uh, that'll automatically get you in for that. You also do not need to be subscribed to this. So the thing we are gonna be giving away, thanks to Wes here, is we're gonna be giving away a Prime G x4 box i'm pretty sure that's how it's called and then we're also gonna be giving away bcw uh top loaders that do go with that so um i do have a video where i did do a um box opening on them i think they're fantastic so if you guys do want to get in on that those are the things you guys got to do and then as far as talking about our website we do have a new series going on to the website that is going to be sam from our area he also does a lot of uh, game design as well so he's going to be starting a new series where he's doing articles on there where you guys can be able to go and learn a little bit more about his uh way that he breaks down car design and some of that other stuff and then what the hell is the name of it Prime Design. There you go. So it's going to be called Prime Designs. Uh, also, we did do a new little facelift on the website. When you guys do log on to the website, which you guys don't know, it's poweredbyprimus.com. The first page now is going to have all news and updates so you guys can see all the new things on there. So if you do uh, go to the webpage on a regular, you'll be able to see all the new stuff that's out there. There will be links to that. And then finally, we also do have Powered by Primus hats. So I know I've talked about it a little bit. Uh, you guys can go and pick one of those up right now. They look awesome. They do come in three different colors. We have them in gray, black, and navy blue. If you guys do go to the website to click on it, it will event, it will say not in stock in the beginning until you choose a color, and then they will obviously be in stock. Then they look sweet. They, they look do. sweet. They are I, super I, I brought pretty. one here for these guys to look at today, and it's it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Going home with me? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to the end. We want to wrap things up kind of with like what we're playing right now, what we're kind of testing with, what we're kind of looking at. So, Jamie. I'm all over the board. You guys know that. So, like, I play a lot of different stuff, especially if I'm working on, like, a Deck Doctor series or if I'm just working on some random stuff. I know that I did a blaster orange and black list recently which i do still feel bad for uh but it was a really really good deck i'm gonna be putting it on patreon and i'll probably be doing a deck profile video on it as well because it is really good but it is one of those kind of degenerate decks so if you are looking for something a little more fun i would not recommend it however if you have a problem with a lot of like blue decks in your area and you guys you know really need to push it that blaster deck was pretty solid i mean there were multiple times where i was getting in for like nine pierce nine on a pretty regular basis with steel jaw so Pretty brutal. Unfortunately, Kevin knows yeah. <laughs> a little too much. He was running his awesome Sunstorm deck, and yeah. it's, it's really, really fun stuff, but it was obviously bad matchup. So uh, playing that, and then I'm going to start working on stuff for Wave 5 here soon. So uh, first one for sure I'm going to be going for is Windsweeper, and then uh, Fortress Maximus. Those are my starting offs for Wave 5. What about you, boss? Well, like I said, uh, rest in peace, classic combiners. So... <laughs> You're not going to visit Menasaur at all? Counter espionage scares me. I, I, There's nothing I can do about it. Just uh, counter espionage is a counter espionage. I, I, you know, maybe, but uh, again, oh. it's just... <laughs> I know, I mean, like you said, that secret action lets you stop, you know? And, right. Like, you know, may, maybe there's potentials there. I will I will say the most current version of the Menasaur list is the best version of the Menasaur list I've seen. That we, that we put together? That we have. That's facts. I agree with it's, that. Uh, it's really Now, good. is it still top tier? Nope. No. But what it is, is the best list I've seen. I agree. Still not um, no. <laughs> I think I just classic combiners and like, like you're you'll obviously because be I know you're excited. I, I just, will, yep, yep. Dude, I don't. Oh, no. I, it scares me. Don't care. I'm doing it. 
I'm gonna like bold 35 someone. Guaranteed. Uh, so Guaranteed. no, for me, for, for me right now, the focus will be as I've mentioned on a few occasions, Cosmos. It's gonna be Cosmos all day, every day for a while for me. I want to make that deck happen because I'm so excited. So that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. What I'm playing right now, uh, Predaking. Not anymore. Rest in peace, classic reminders. <laughs> I broke Michael. He did. You took it in your toes. He could complain. He could auto loss. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, just what? yeah. What? Oh well, I just say no. Don't run espionage against me. Counter espionage. Don't run counter espionage. Yeah, like okay. So that's gonna work. Or we add it, and then I'm gonna counter espionage before you can counter espionage sure. me. Right. No, yeah. no. What they need to do is make a card like Magic has, which we have a card called Brainstorm that does it similarly, but. Brainstorm itself and magic allows you to draw cards and then put them back on top of your deck to protect your hand from stuff like that. So they might, nice. they might eventually make a card that allows you to stack it, you know, two down, so three down, so you can go on a defensive flip and then draw the card again. We'll see. So might be a we'll thing. See. Um, no, the, the one classic combiner that I can see maybe standing against the counter espionage is the Sentinels. Because you run the three classic, then you run Mirage, you run espionage, counter espionage, and they counter measures, and you just protect your hand four days hmm. i can see that being a possibility i will say we found a really cool way the other day to completely dump your opponent's hand on turn one so Grody. <laughs> there Grody. may be not even chances for you to have an option when you're just like okay turn one flip this guy oh by the way you lose your hand and i draw seven like, yeah there's gonna be a uh, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fun there's also uh, uh visper yeah uh, with the proliferation of green pips, yeah. there's going to be a point where Visper is going to be able to have you dump your hand, your opponent's hand on turn one. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Gross. And then, and then, like, because then yeah. you're just top decking, and it, oh, that's so bad. And like yeah. so I said, be able to do it on turn one, like it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The way we found, uh, which we'll eventually probably talk about, but nowhere near soon. But yeah, it's you legit. Your opponent loses their hand, and you draw seven. On, her, on turn one. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> and that's no cards. No, that's playing zero action, zero upgrades. Just like whack. <laughs> God, so gross. Yeah, it's bad. Kevin. How about you, Kevin? Um. So I guess I'll start with what I'm playing currently. Um, still playing my uh, King Starscream, the Overwhelming Advantage version. Yeah. I'm loving that deck. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, but what I've been playing mostly is uh, that Sunstorm. Uh, hit Jason for 40 last weekend. 40 with Sunstorm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, is that your deck? And I thought he was shuffling. No, that was his hand. <laughs> yeah. 40 cards, like legit. Because you ended up sideboarding in, right? Your 10 from the sideboard, so you had 50 cards total? No, I think I have 48 cards in that deck right now. 40, okay, so you run 48. So, whenever yeah. I think of something else, I should put it in there. I just add it instead of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, I'll be all right. Everything's fine with this deck. I'm good. I mean, even when we were the playing, he barrier. was like yeah. brainstorm, equipment enthusiast, brainstorm, equipment enthusiast, pep talk, and like... Oh. I think you drew like 11 cards in, on that one, and it was just Gross. like, Gross. Yeah. cool. I think you disarmed myself to put three more cards in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that. Wow. <laughs> Disarm actually just gives plus three. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dirty. But uh, what I'm looking forward to playing is either Nautica or Whirl. Probably someone with those guys. Maybe revisit Dreadwing. I love that. She's my favorite combiner. I'm telling you, Dreadwing Brainstorm. Yeah. Like, that character is going to be really good in there. Yep. <laughs> what about you, Wes? Uh, I'm still playing uh, primarily Prime Battlefield Legend, Mirage, and... Uh, uh, Secret Action. No, uh, well... Uh, Night Tracer? No. Yeah, Brave. 
Fireflight. Fireflight. Jeez. Um, and I've I started kind of playing a little bit with Night uh, Night Racer. One, which one is it this time? Uh, what do you mean? You keep going back and forth between Night, uh, Night Racer, Night Racer, Night Racer. Night Racer. I've been I've been consistent this podcast, Kevin. <laughs> Night Racer. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, but I uh, think about using her as the five star in that team. Um, uh, haven't settled on the deck build quite yet. Um, and then last night I uh, uh, I did a four wide with Cliff Jumper, Chromia, Flamor, and Night Racer. Yeesh. And I built it as a blue black shell. And. <laughs> pretty solid not gonna lie pretty yeah. good tough for days you yeah. know someone hits you for like you know like nine and i'm like i block it yeah you know <laughs> it's a it's a cathartically satisfying feeling where you're like blap, 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 blap. oh look i don't take anything well that's what i was saying like in said situation let's say you play hidden fortification right you're already getting tough one off of racer and then you're getting tough one off flamor and then you're getting tough three off the secret action and then if you flip a white like you're just flipping everything, and you happen to have, yeah. you know, and you happen to have a couple of, uh, you know, extra paddings on a character, and oh, so yeah. they're getting yeah. like tough eight hundred. Yeah, that, that's uh, ridiculous. So that's what I'm kind of. Uh, it kind of all spurned out of I was kind of building a blue deck, uh, blue cars deck using tracks, and I still want to revisit that, but I this this kind of evolved out into. Yeah, you know, adding Night Racer and and Flamore and seeing them as a combo and being able to take advantage of, you know, new orders, getting to untap Flamore, getting to untap Night Racer, and then start your engines, getting to untap guys again, and just being like, I'm now nine wide. <laughs> well, how do you feel about this? Watching <laughs> yeah. those, I don't, I don't like it. Not very good. <laughs> Not sure. very good. Don't nope. like it. Nope. Nope. I don't like it. So that was uh, that's kind of what I'm uh, playing and what I'm looking kind of what I'm looking forward to actually building. Um, here in the in the near future. So, nice. Um, so, uh, folks, that brings us uh, uh, to the end of another episode. As always, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you're listening to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Powered by Primus. We can be found on Facebook using a quick search for Powered by Primus. Make sure to visit us at PoweredByPrimus.com. And please, if you would like to support the channel and this podcast, consider joining our Patreon as it helps us continue to make this content and much, much more. We always want to thank our current patrons. Uh, your support is awesome. We love you guys. Awesome. Uh, all these links will be found in the description, and hopefully uh, you should be able to find us on your favorite podcasting platform soon as uh, we're getting everything submitted to get on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. So you can uh, listen to us at work and don't have to have YouTube going all the time. So. Right, right. Uh, well, folks, uh, for the team, for Kevin, Michael, and, of course, Myself. Jamie himself, <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. And until next time, transform and roll out.